Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's-only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. Dorma from the opera Turn Dot. I will conquer, I will conquer. Welcome to Healthy Vision, the talk radio show that helps you conquer your vision loss. Dr. Edward Condrett is a board-certified ophthalmologist and homeopathic doctor, author of seven best-selling books. Healthy Vision is dedicated to bring you the latest information for a lifetime of healthy sight and to help you conquer your eye problems. And now your host, America's favorite eye doctor, Dr. Edward Condrett. Welcome to Healthy Vision, everyone. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and thank you so much for tuning in this evening. And this evening, it is Ask Dr. Kondrat a Question. At the end of every month, the last uh, Sunday of the month, what we do is we open up the lines that you have the opportunity to call in to ask me a question regarding your vision, eye problems, uh, whatever is on your mind regarding eye health. Uh, I'd like to talk to you. So the lines are open. You can reach me at 602-277-5369 or toll-free 866-536-1100. Those numbers again, 602-277-5369 or toll-free 866-536-1100. And the last couple of weeks have been uh, very busy for me. Uh, my wife and I, we spent two weeks on the Mercy Ship, uh, which is probably one of the largest uh, privately owned hospital-based ships in the world. And we were off the coast of uh, Guinea, Africa. And uh, we did uh, two weeks of eye surgery, uh, treating uh, the blind and needy in, uh, in Guinea, which was a very, very rewarding. And it's an amazing organization, the Mercy Ship, the Christian Bay Ship, and uh, uh, over 400 volunteers on the ship. In addition to eye surgery, uh, they do dental, they do uh, reconstructive surgery, orthopedic surgery, uh, women's health, just a wonderful organization. And uh, if you want to find out uh, our experiences on the trip and some pictures, you can go to our mission website, which is www.mission2cureblindness. That's all one word, mission to cure blindness. And right now I'm broadcasting the radio show from Salt Lake City. I'm visiting with a research center here in Utah uh, that is doing research with a company called iCell, E-Y-E-C-E-L-L.com. And this company is looking at uh, the microcurrent technology that I've been involved with for the last 15 years, and they're trying to uh, get the technology to uh, receive FDA approval and get it approved for the treatment of eye disease. So that's kind of exciting. If you want more information on that, go to com. Uh, we also had a really good uh, four-day program 
in our office in Zephyr Hills. We had 12 patients which came from all over the world with various uh, forms of uh, eye problems. And uh, it was just a great opportunity to help these folks, the majority of them. In fact, just about everyone had an improvement of vision, and they left the office with the understanding and the knowledge of knowing exactly what to do to continue to improve your to improve their vision. And uh, those, we, I, I've gotten a lot of calls on uh, past radio shows and topics, and what we're doing is all of the radio shows uh, are converted to podcasts. You can go to chondratpodcast.com for a listing of all the shows. Uh, typically, I like to have a guest or a topic uh, during the early part of the month, but the last Sunday of every month, uh, which is today, I like that to be dedicated to folks that have questions regarding their eye problems. And there has been a lot of interest in floaters. Uh, Dr. Kondrat, what can I do with my floaters? For some reason, floaters are becoming more and more uh, prominent, and I do believe that's probably related to uh, toxins in our environment, and poor diet, and unfortunately the other big cause is aging. Uh, baby boomers are growing, and one of the earliest changes that take place in the eye is the jelly inside the eye begins to shrink, and sometimes the jelly pulls away from the back of the eye and we get what we call vitreous detachment. This is not a detached retina. This is a detachment of the vitreous, which is the gel. Although the detached vitreous can lead to a detached retina, so if you do experience uh, a sudden onset of floaters or flashes, it is important that you're examined by your eye doctor to make sure that it is not damaged to the retina. But the big question is, when you get that detached vitreous, what can you do for those nasty floaters? And I've been kind of surprised. I've been seeing more and more patients, and believe it or not, uh, you know, sometimes it is so dis- dis- disabling that patients have actually committed suicide because of the floaters. And unfortunately, uh, in the past, uh, there wasn't really a good treatment for floaters. Uh, there is a surgical procedure called a vitrectomy where you remove all the vitreous jelly, which is a high-risk procedure, uh, possibly leading to infections and other complications. One of the complications is most people who do have this procedure will develop a cataract, which will require you to need another operation. So these things just are not... Um, uh, very, very favorable. So, recently there's been a development of a, a new laser and with some new technology which actually disrupts and vaporizes the floaters. And I was just so impressed with this laser at one of the recent ophthalmology meetings that we now have this available, uh, this laser available in our practice. And it's an amazing uh, piece of equipment. Uh, previously, eye doctors would use a laser, but the laser would just break up one large floater into maybe five or six small, smaller floaters. So it may may have helped the overall vision, but it, there were still those disabling floaters that were flying around in the eye. So now I think there is a an effective way, a safe way, 
where we can vaporize these floaters in the eye. So if you're listening and you do have floaters, uh, you can go to endfloaters.com. That's endfloaters.com. We have a uh, free report which goes into detail on some basic things you need to do. And just briefly, the first thing you need to do if you do have some floaters, you need to see your eye doctor to make sure there's no problem with the retina. And the next step you need to do, as many of you know, you really got to look at your diet and nutrition. What are you putting into your body? Because I do believe that uh, this is linked to toxins in our food, eating genetically modified food, eating food that does not have good nutritional value. So you really got to clean up your nutrition. And next, uh, you really need to be tested for heavy metals. Heavy metal toxicity, I think, is a contributing factor for floaters. So by uh, cleaning up your diet, getting tested for heavy metals, and the question is, how? Oh, what's the best way to get tested for heavy metals? Uh, whatever you do, just don't get a simple urine test or a blood test for heavy metals. You do need to get what we call a urine challenge test. You take some chelating agent. Uh, this is typically a pill uh, which chelates and removes lead and mercury, which are locked into your bones. And then you collect the urine over a six-hour time period, send it to a lab, and it will be evaluated. So that is probably the most effective way. So we're coming up to a break, and this is Ask Dr. Condrata Question. So if you do have something on your mind, if you have a question regarding your eye health or vision, now's the time to give me a call. You can reach me at 602 277-5369 at 602-277-5369 or toll-free 866-536-1100 at 866-536-1100. So we come back. um, Hopefully we'll have uh, some knocks on the door, some callers. And also we'll be talking about another uh, great development in ophthalmology, uh, which is related to light therapy and restoring Uh, retinal disease. So we'll be right back after this break. back and you're listening to Healthy Vision and ask Dr. Kondrat a question. So if you do have something on your mind, now's the time to give me a call. The doors are open. You can reach me at 602-277-5369 or toll free 866-536-1100. Another development I'd like to talk to you about is a specialized laser that uses low-level uh, laser light to help regenerate the retina. Many of you are familiar with lasers that actually burn a hole in the retina. Uh, they are used to stop coagulating uh, blood vessels, uh, but these lasers are destructive lasers. Uh, they destroy healthy retinal tissue along with the disease tissue. 
Uh, in uh, my practice, uh, I've been using light therapy, uh, either syntonic light, which is coherent light, different uh, spectrums and wavelengths of light, which help reju- rejuvenate the eye, and also help balance the autonomic nervous system. And in addition, uh, cold lasers, red, infrared, and these lasers are becoming more commonly used in medicine. And they also have a very beneficial effect in treating eye disease. But now there is a new development, which is a focal laser. It's a low-energy laser, which actually treats the retina inside the eye. So you can selectively use this laser to treat different parts of the retina. And the exciting thing is that this uh, laser, there was a national study done that showed that it reduced the progression of macular degeneration by up to 77%, which is extremely exciting because many patients who have the dry form of macular degeneration uh, are told by the eye doctor nothing can be done. Now not only are there uh, therapies that I have embraced, such as uh, 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 microcurrent stimulation, oxidative treatments, uh, changing your diet, uh, nutrition, vitamin supplements, now even traditional uh, Western ophthalmology is becoming aware that low level of laser can be used to regenerate the eye. So this is very exciting. And if you're listening and you do want some more information on that, uh, that was um, a couple of weeks ago I interviewed Dr. Paul Singh on the radio show. And you can go to chondratpodcast.com to get a replay on that, chondratpodcast.com. And this has a listing of all of, uh, of many of my previous radio shows. Uh, we've been getting a lot of interest in cataracts, alternative treatments for cataracts. I think, you know, the incidence of cataracts are increasing. It's probably one of the most common, uh, forms of eye disease, which is causing a reduction in vision. And once you have that diagnosis of cataract, I, you know, advise all, all of my patients and people I'm in contact with, uh, just don't rush into, don't rush into surgery. I think the first thing you need to do is to try to understand why you're developing changes in your eye. And a cataract is, I guess you could say it's a normal part of aging. Just about everybody over the age of 50 starts to get early cataracts. And uh, uh, there's so many studies now that show that it is definitely related to nutrition. Uh, There was a really good study published that showed that the development of cataracts is inversely related to the amount of vitamin C that's in your diet. So what I mean by inversely related to the amount of vitamin C, the more vitamin C that you take in your diet, the less likely you will develop a cataract. And if you have a very little vitamin C in your diet, then there's a chance that you are going to have a progression of a cataract, which may ultimately lead to really obscuring your vision and the need for surgical intervention. Uh, There was another study done where they examined a group of identical twins, and they looked at the identical twins, and those that 
needed cataract surgery. Uh, clearly, it was related to vitamin C in their diet. I think the most fascinating thing about both of these studies were that it is not oral vitamin C. We're not talking about vitamin C supplements. It is clearly the vitamin C that is found in your diet. So when I first read this article, my first thought was, my goodness, I better start eating more uh, fruits and oranges and, you know, all the fruits that have known to have vitamin C, like strawberries, oranges, uh, guava, uh, etc. But I discovered that uh, peppers and tomatoes, I'm a, you know, I love my hot peppers, I love my bell peppers, and I love Italian food with um, tomato sauce. And uh, bell peppers and tomatoes have a very high concentration of vitamin C. Uh, one of the shocking things that I have observed doing a lot of my missionary work in foreign countries is how advanced the cataracts are in individuals that I see, especially young people, people, teenagers, have uh, advanced white cataracts are almost blind. And I think it's clearly related to nutritional deficiency. Uh, they're just not getting enough uh, vitamin C in their diet. So if you're listening... Uh, and you have been told that you have cataracts, one of the first things you need to do is to begin to look at the food you're consuming. But don't think that nutritional supplements are going to be the answer. I think that it always goes back to basic nutrition. The other big problem is heavy metals, and there's been several studies done that show that elevated lead is clearly related to an increased incidence of cancer. And unfortunately, just about every patient that I see has elevated lead. And people ask me, where, where did I get this lead? Well, we grew up at a time when there was leaded gasoline, leaded paint, leaded pencils, and uh, the lead accumulates in our body. It is stored in our bone, our brain, our fat. And uh, over time, it accumulates, and as we get older, our bones begin to soften, and the lead is reintroduced into our, our body, and lead interferes with uh, cellular function, neurological function. And the other interesting thing is lead interferes with the function of all the essential minerals that are needed, the magnesium, the calcium, the zinc, selenium, the chromium all these essential metals. So those heavy metals are like big bullies. They block the good guys, those essential minerals. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, one of the best ways of detecting these heavy metals is to get a six-hour urine challenge test. Six-hour urine challenge test is probably the best way. You do take a chelating agent, then you collect your urine over a six-hour time period, and then we measure the amount of lead that is recovered in your urine. Do not get a simple blood test or a urine test without the challenge. It'll probably come back normal. You could probably be dying of lead poisoning, and the blood or urine may, may be normal. So if you haven't had a six-hour urine test, um, give the office a call to get some more information on this. You can reach the office at 800-430-9328. That's 800-430-9328. Or 
or you can go to our website, healingtheeye.com. And that's all one word, healingtheeye.com. We have a lot of information on uh, cataracts uh, and the six-hour urine challenge test. So we're coming up to another break. The lines are open. So I would love to hear from you. If something's on your mind, now is the time to give us a call. 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-5369. Or you can reach us at uh, toll-free at 866-536-1100. That's 866-536-1100. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking more about some common eye diseases, and uh, I probably want to focus on, on macular degeneration. It is exciting that we have that new laser that treats uh, macular degeneration, and uh, there are so many other things that you can do if you've been diagnosed with macular degeneration. So I'd like to hear from you. Give me a call. The lines are open, and we will be right back after this break. Vision, and we do have some knocks on the door. We have uh, Murray, who's a New Yorker, calling from Fountain Hills. Murray, welcome to Healthy Vision. Alan. How are you, Murray? Good. I'm fine right now. Uh, I'm going to put you on speaker. My question is, is reference to RP, retinitis pigmentosa. I've had this for, uh, let's say, 45 years, 40 I'm doing the math wrong. 47 years since I'm 32. I'm 79 years old right now. And I'm just wondering whether there's anything on the horizon that will restore, not all, I don't expect that, some of my vision, especially in my left eye. Yeah, um, I'm vision? over 200, uh, 2200. How's your vision? How's your vision right now? Well, I can get around. Um, because I, I know where I am. I can't do a restaurant, a dark restaurant. That's difficult. I have peripheral vision. Um, I can watch TV if I'm six inches away from a 55-inch TV, and there's no action. If there's action going back and forth like the Lone Ranger or Roy Rogers, I can't do that. But I can watch a, a person like Kennedy, uh I can do that. That's easy. No one's moving. Um, well, it's interesting because retinitis pigmentosa, usually I know. you lose your peripheral vision and you end up with smaller and smaller central vision. So maybe yes. Yes. something else is going on. Well, I went to Columbia. I spent a lot of time, two or three days at Columbia uh, with all kinds of tests. And I want to say that was maybe six years ago. Uh, just to make sure that we're going along the right path. Uh, yeah, I don't see, wear glasses. Uh, there's many different types of retinitis pigmentosa. And, uh, 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 you know, 
uh, I think at your age, if, if you still have functioning vision, then you probably have the type that doesn't progress that rapidly because some of the retinitis pigmentation yes. progress rapidly and you're blind as a teenager. Now, yes. what yes. I would really look at, and I've had great success, and just about everybody I treated with retinitis pigmentosa has had an improvement of vision, and that is microcurrent stimulation and ozone treatment, oxidative treatments. Well, there is. This, this, let me explain to you where this really got. I was working until I was 66. I loved what I did. Uh, I was an assistant principal in New York City schools, and I helped young teachers from the time I retired, which was I was 51, until I was 66. I loved it. In 60, when I was 64, I had open heart surgery, and when I woke up at that time in May of 64. I noticed everything was cloudy. It was as if I were at a sweet 16 with those cloud machines that make smoke. And then well, I was maybe, able to, to progress you know to work with... It, it, may not, it may not be retinitis pigmentosa. It could have been a toxic reaction to the anesthesia. So yeah. here, here's, what I, here's what I'd like you to do. Okay, you sure. Send me a copy of your eye records. And okay. There's no charge for me to review the records. Okay. Uh, go to free consult. I want no, tell my wife. Oh, I, I can't write. Wait, she's she's somewhere. Hold on. You got that, Ella? No. Free consult. Free consult dot us. Free consult dot us. Yeah, all one word. Free f r e e consult dot us. And I'll take a look at your records, and uh, we'll get back to you and let you know. But I hope I can help you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. I can't read. I can't watch television normally, and obviously I don't drive. And I stopped walking in the streets because uh, yeah, of the, you, you know you, interaction with some, snakes. And yeah, we got to get you a little bit better vision. All right. Thanks for your call. We got another knock on the door. We got uh, Danielle from Richmond, Virginia. Danielle, welcome to Healthy Vision. Well, hello. Uh, my question is a little more simple. I just wanted to clarify. You indicated that vitamin C in the diet makes you less likely to develop cataracts, and I was just wondering if you already have cataracts and you up your vitamin C in the diet, if there's some hope there, you know, that that would be something that would give me a little hope. Well, I think that what is your vision right now? I mean, an early stage of cataracts, or are they fairly advanced? Uh, I just went to the doctor within the last year, and I actually sent those results to your office, and it's fairly early. And they said okay, absolutely so no able, surgery. You're able to read, you're able to drive, and function and oh, do yeah. those things. Yeah, yes, I know. am. Everybody, everybody over the age of 50 has early cataracts. That doesn't mean you need surgery. But I think when you do make get that diagnosis of cataracts, it's kind of a wake-up call. You know, what's going right. on in my body? So two things I would do. Number one, I would definitely shift my diet more towards foods with vitamin C. And right. I was kind of shocked at the study because I thought, Oral vitamin C would have the same effect as vitamin C in foods, but the studies indicated that 
you know, there's no relationship with the oral vitamin C or, you know, vitamin C capsules. It's vitamin yeah. C in your food. So you need to start, you know, increasing your diet. And it's more than citrus fruits. A broccoli, yeah. kale. I think what uh, happened with me is that I was identified that um, the vitamin C, well, many of the fruits and vegetables with vitamin C are also high in oxalates. Uh-huh. And so I mm-hmm. reduced the oxalates, and I think I ended up reducing the amount of vitamin C in my diet. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is get tested for heavy metals. It's a yes. simple test, and if you do have elevated lead, that's something that needs to be treated because there's so many studies that show that elevated lead is linked to cataracts. So you need to get the lead out. I think if you do those two things, you'll probably never need surgery. Mm-hmm. So the mercury is not an issue as far as the heavy metal? Uh, no, it's, it's usually the lead that's in Okay. Issue. The lead All is right. definitely related to the cataracts. There's been several national studies done. So, uh, but of course, you know, if you do have elevated mercury or whatever's elevated, cadmium or any of the nasty heavy metals, you need to get them removed because they're going to be adversely affecting your health uh, later on in terms of neurological problems, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and things like that. Right. So we should be getting back to you. If you set your records in, somebody from the office should be getting in touch with you to make some recommendations. Yeah, actually they did, and the things they mentioned were things I couldn't really afford, and so I really kind of wasn't sure where to go from there. Well, I'm really happy oh. called. Um, but, you know, just looking at a good, healthy diet is probably the most important thing. And the six hour mm-hmm. urine test, uh, you know, I think that's only a couple hundred dollars. That's a good investment to try to find out where you are with the heavy metals. You should okay. definitely take care of, definitely get that. And then okay. you know, take the next step. All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening um, and thanks for your call. All right, we got another knock on the door, Mirabella from Downey, California. Mirabella, welcome to Healthy Vision. Hello, Hello Mirabella. Are you yes. there? Uh, hi, Dr. Conrad. It's uh, I have uh, glaucoma, and I uh, I had seen you uh, earlier this year. Um, uh, is there anything new on the horizon? I've developed keratopathy, and I wondered if there's anything on the horizon. Okay, we're treating it other than surgery. Uh, Mirabella, we're coming up to a break. So if we get cut off, uh, don't hang up. If we come back, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more. But the problem is, and I remember, I think we talked before, is mm-hmm. the glaucoma and the keratopathy. So, you know, there, there are two different uh, conditions. Uh, but when we come back, we'll, we'll talk about what you're doing and if there has been any improvement of vision and possibly if we need to do anything uh, differently. How does that sound? Mm -hmm. So, folks, we're coming up to another break, and you're listening to Healthy Vision, and the lines are open. So give me a call at 602-277-5369 or toll-free 866-536-1100. And we'll be right back after this break.
back. Uh, this is your host, Dr. Edwin Condron, and with me is uh, Mirabella. Mirabella? Correct. So yes. we, we did put you on some specialized eye drops for the keratopathy. So uh-huh. how is that coming along? Well, I developed uh, uveitis or iritis, and it turned out that um, it had benzylconium in it, and I believe that was the problems I was having with my regular eye drops that also have benzylconium. And I used to have repeated doses of iritis. Some of them call it uveitis. So um, I spoke to the pharmacist to see if it's possible to have the benzylconium taken off. Right now, I can't yeah, that read. May be, that may be difficult because of uh, uh, FDA regulations. There has to be some type of preservative. Uh-huh. The risk is if you don't have that preservative, uh, you're, you have the, the chance of getting a serious infection. Uh-huh. I see. Yeah, because, um, well, uh, when I did develop the sensitivity, I um, used the microcurrent uh, inflammation set up uh, to get rid of the um, mm-hmm. the pain and the photosensitivity that took care of it but now I'm I used to be able to read at least two lines on the chart but now I can I cannot even see the top line so it must be yeah, increasing well, you know I'm um, you know usually I'm uh, against surgery mm-hmm. uh, but if the keratopathy <coughs> is at a point where uh, the treatments are not helping, then you may need to consider a, a corneal transplant. You know, oh, if you're yeah. disabled and you're not seeing. But the other thing, are you using the ozonated eye drops? I love ozonated eye drops. They can be really effective for reducing yeah. inflammation and helping regeneration. So okay. that's something. The saline. That, uh, well, it's more than the saline. It's saline that is ozonated. You bubble ozone uh-huh. gas into it. Yeah, And for those of you that are listening, uh, you can go to YouTube and search my name, Chondrat and Ozone, and there's a couple of videos on how to use ozone, uh, make your own ozone eye drops. That can be really effective. Yeah. I'm using auricular ozone. Is that good? Well, the auricular ozone is not going to um, penetrate and get to the level of the cornea where it's needed. Uh-huh. The auricular may be good for macular degeneration and glaucoma, but we're not getting the concentrations to the cornea where we want the effect. Uh-huh. So I do believe that you should probably be very aggressive with the ozonated eye drops. Maybe use the eye drops every hour, every half hour uh-huh. when you're having symptoms. Yeah. And uh, reozonate the water frequently to help. Okay. So if, okay. if I haven't had an update in your records, uh, please send it to me, maybe okay. with photographs. If uh-huh. uh, the eye doctor has any photographs, I can take a look at it. Because you know, as the as the condition changes, we may need to change some of the parameters with the microcurrent. Uh, we may need to adjust some things. Okay. So we have to keep on top of it, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks for listening and thanks for the call. We have another knock on the door. we got Tom from Mesa. Tom, welcome to Health uh, Vision. Yes, hi, doctor. Um, we have a question about what kind of plastics that they use in cataract surgery, and I think you had talked before about them having some kind of a 
contamination in some plastics that are used? Well, you know, all plastics, uh, I, I question the use of all plastics. Uh, you know, reports are coming out that uh, plastics uh, uh, leak, you know, the phthalates and benzene derivatives. Certainly we know that it's not healthy to be drinking water out of a plastic bottle. So the big concern is the plastic intraocular lenses. Uh, you know, what long-term effects are they going to have in the eye? And no one really knows, but it's just a big question mark. So that's one of the reasons why categorically I'm kind of against cataract surgery, unless mm-hmm. it's absolutely necessary. I mean, if your cataracts grow to a point where you know, you're not able to function, you can't read, uh, you know, uh, you're disabled, then you need the surgery. But I think often, you know, cataract surgery is done unnecessarily. People don't look for the underlying cause of the problem. Now, there are um, silicone intraocular lenses. Now, whether the silicone lenses are better for you than the plastic, that's an unknown, too, because mm-hmm. so many women now have had silicone breast implants, and now they're reporting a lot of toxic side effects and uh, they're getting them removed. Um, so, so have you had cataract surgery, or you're contemplating uh, no, it? No, we're just uh, we're just uh, asking about for you know future uh, you know possibilities, and uh, just wondered. And you mentioned the silicone. Is that a newer version of the uh, cataract lenses? Oh no, no, the silicone lenses have been around for a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, I had I have put silicone lenses in that was maybe 20 years ago. Uh, in fact, that's um, it's a foldable lens. It's a silicone lens which is foldable. Uh-huh. So you may want to talk. You may want to talk to your surgeon. Well, hopefully it's not going to get to the point, and you may want to do some research on the actual material that the intraocular lens is uh, is made. And of course, the manufacturers they do have to go through FDA studies. Uh, but typically the FDA studies are not looking at what happens, you know, five or ten years after the lens, lens implants mm-hmm. put into the eye. So I would, you know, the cataract is kind of a wake-up call. Make some good changes in your your diet. Begin consuming foods that have more vitamin C in them. And uh, if you haven't been tested for heavy metals, I would definitely get tested for heavy metals. And if you do have elevated lead or some other metal, you know, get that treated. Yeah, we're familiar with your uh, your recommendations, and we uh, try to follow most of them. And uh, I guess, uh, yeah, we're just looking at the future. Now, I mean, if the silicone lens has been around, long, around a long time, did they have, they don't have any long term studies on on those? Not that I'm not that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 because unfortunately, a lot of the times it's hard to get a long-term study because if cataracts are put put in individuals that are you know 70, 80 years old, the longevity isn't that long. Yeah. Uh, so there hasn't been any good studies. Now the other exciting thing is they are researching eye drops to reverse cataracts. There's been a lot of excitement about a drop called Vanisterol. It is shown to reverse cataract in the laboratory. So after a cataract is taken out of the eye, they soak it in the solution and it clears the lens. Yeah, I think you talked about that last week, right? 
Yeah, but unfortunately, yeah. they it's not available in an eye drop, and the eye drops just don't penetrate the eye. In the animal study they did, they actually injected this material inside the eye, an intravitreal injection. So I recommend a product called Oculumed. Oculumed has N-acetylcysteine, glutathione, and ascorbic acid. Those three things, I think, are key in helping to slow and, in many cases, actually reverse early cataracts. So that's the product I recommend. It seems to be the safest and uh, at least it's one of the most effective drops that are available right now. Now, where, where do you get? Okay. Uh, you where do you get the document? Give the office a call or go to our website, eight hundred four three zero nine three two eight, and they can give you information on the Oculumet. Okay, thanks a lot, Doc. All right, thank you. Thanks for calling and thanks for listening. So. Uh, we're coming to uh, a close on Healthy Vision, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in and also thank you for your great questions. Remember, the last Sunday of every month, it's Ask Dr. Condrat a Question, where you'll have an opportunity to call in. Uh, the other Sundays, we usually have a topic or a guest, and if you're interested in getting uh Copies or listening to older shows, go to chondrotpodcast.com. That's one word, chondrotpodcast.com. Uh, we do have the uh, shows a couple weeks ago where I talked about all the different types of cataract eye drops. So I want to thank all of you for listening. This is your host, Dr. Edward Condrot, wishing all of you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at HealingTheEye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision. 